0: Welcome to The Coffee Table Podcast, an informal approach to know your family and how God loves is working on them. All right, welcome back to the podcast, uh, welcome to The Coffee Table Podcast. If somebody hasn't checked us out or listening and this is the first time, uh, we're just in a series about our leadership and and the church and um, we're talking and get a little bit more closer to them and know more about them and how you can get involved uh don't forget also like and share uh you can like us or share our facebook uh broadcast um we also have uh youtube and it also goes on our soundcloud um, now uh we got a lot of re- re- uh, feedback from you guys and um, we love always uh that you guys share our our message and um, now uh this time we don't have coffee but Coffee cups. Coffee cups. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Um, uh, let's pray first, and um, and then go into our scene. Uh. Dear Father, thank you for today, and thank you because we can uh, be another day um, doing this podcast and be able to share the Word with people outside. Um, Just bless every ministry that comes through here, Lord, and uh, give us guidance to know what uh, we need to say or the message we need to share out there, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We have, uh, well, this time we have uh, uh, our youth ministry. We our guest today is gonna be actually Mr. Lance. <laughs> Mr. Lance. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be Mr. Lance, and uh, we're gonna. Um, he's the youth leader here at uh, Friendship Baptist, and uh, let's just talk about a little bit about what is your role here and everything.
1: So I have been the the youth pastor here since 2015. I came on. Uh, and uh, almost, I guess, so I guess seven years ago, uh, almost to the day, I think I started, started the first day of March, but I had come and, and met with the youth group and met with the church and stuff a few weeks before that. So uh, around this time of year, seven years ago, I was getting started here. I, I've loved every minute of it. Uh, before that I was, uh, leaving FCA at, at Natchez high school and, uh, Teaching there and came here to be the youth pastor as well. Saw Kay Stroud, our, our former pastor's wife, and she told me that this is my home church. I grew up. In. All
0: right. Well, um, before you go on our, on the whole story, um, um, well, uh, let's let's start with um, let's actually start with how everything started. Your testimony. Uh, uh, people out there might be like, well, I know Lance, but I don't know his story.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, so, whole story. Uh, I grew up right here at Friendship uh, my whole life. Uh, before I was even born, my family were uh, members here. And um, when I was eight years old, I accepted the Lord at a, a revival meeting with uh, Brother Herman Kramer. Uh, I remember it. Uh, and I was baptized uh, by Brother Roy Spawn over at the old sanctuary that's torn down now. Um, grew, you know, continued uh, in church and Sunday school and. Uh, in the youth group when I was younger, going to camp, I uh, had the opportunity to go to, to Kenya on a mission trip when I was 16 and, and loved that. Um, when I graduated high school, though, uh, that's when things uh, got a little tough. I, I didn't I didn't stay in church the way I should have uh, throughout college. I got away from church and away from uh, not just church, but away from Christ. You know, I got mm-hmm. away from from working to honor Christ and doing anything like that. Um, And it was bad. For probably five years or so, I just wasn't wasn't living my witness. I wasn't living uh, according to the gospel. And uh, in that time, I got married to my wonderful wife, Cassie, um, and I hadn't brought Christ into our marriage the way a a husband and and spiritual leader should Um, one day. Cassie came home from shopping with her mom and Tyler and, and brought me a book um, called No More Excuses by Tony Evans. Hmm. And I could I, I, why? I, don't, I didn't even read it. <laughs> didn't understand why my wife bought me this book. Um, so I sat down a few days later uh, after she bought it. I uh, just kept pondering you know, why, she, why she brought it to me, but then I sat down and started reading it. And really through, through that book, uh, and then that book leading me to the gospel, God restored me, and and I turned back to God, so God brought me, I don't want to say I turned back to God, because that makes it sound like I did something, but, but God did it all, whether God did it through Cassie to bring me the book, through Tony Evans writing the book, uh, and then <laughs> leading me to sit down and read it, um, but know, I came back to God, and, and got serious study and studying uh, and our marriage improved, because uh, we were in a, mm-hmm. in a pretty bad way in our marriage at that point, and... Uh, so God restored it all through his word and then through Tony Evans' words as well.
0: So, so you've been here for a while.
1: I've been here for, I've been back for a while, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. And when did, you say, when did you start the youth, the youth?
1: So seven years ago. I've been here seven years as the youth pastor.
0: So there will be your anniversary podcast kind of?
1: So, yeah. <laughs> be, like I say, it's pretty close to an anniversary. Yeah. Sorry, that's that's awesome. In March.
0: And um, so what's... um. What hasn't been your challenge on your ministry that you can say, I know youth is, it's, it's a topic that everybody, uh um, youth, you know, uh,
1: well, I, youth, I mean, youth are challenging. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, We know that, that youth can be challenging. Um, and that is the challenge, consistency, um, uh, consistency in my leadership, consistency and attendance from youth and things like that and, and talking them through things, um, because it's not always cool, and the other side is that kids are busy mm-hmm. uh, with school stuff and things like that. So, so trying to build a consistent youth group and then have uh, discipleship and accountability is hard. Because a lot of times, you know, you, you dance that line up. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'll yeah, hold you yeah. accountable, yeah. and that's a that's always a challenge. Uh, trying to keep kids and hold them accountable uh, to their actions uh, without, you know, making them run
0: for the hills that's true and in the tech team like we have i mean majority of our teams are youth mm-hmm. and uh it's hard because how how can you go from discouraging but at the same time you want him to stay you know it's it's kind of like a blade of the two and it's yeah, you know <laughs> yeah you want to you want to keep you want to encourage
1: them keep them growing and fast, but uh at the same time you know. We, as people in general, especially right. youth who don't have the maturity to handle it all the time. You know, it's hard for us to accept any kind of criticism or uh, or discouragement or encouragement, you
0: know, discouraging right. the
1: bad behavior.
0: And how, um, let's start with how you, I mean, you were, you said you, He she gave you a book and all that. How do you decided to say, okay, this is my calling. I want to be the youth pastor.
1: Okay, so that started um, even before I became a youth pastor. I was teaching at Natchez High School, um, and uh, and the High School and Junior High uh, both had, had dual assignment there. And um, I remember when I was in high school that the FCA or Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, was a big part of, of my high school, of my walk in my faith in high school. Of knowing uh, that my classmates and friends were there with me and so uh, we didn't all go to the same church but we could all work mm. together at FCA and so I uh, started an FCA program at the junior high and then took over the FCA at the high school as well um, at Natchez as far as uh, leading it and um, that began to grow and we began to do more and more activities and then uh, and so I felt that calling for sure to go out there just because I knew what an impact uh, FCA had on me or got mm-hmm. on me through FCA in high school. Um, and then from there, I was doing some other work. I was uh, judging a debate tournament for Miss Stroud, for Kay Stroud and, uh, at Palestine. And she told me that they needed a youth pastor out here that uh, Edwin Bowman was leaving to go to mm-hmm. a pastor at another church. and. Uh, I said, well, I'll be looking for someone. Had no intention, you know, of doing that myself. But then started praying about it, and I talked to Cassie about it, and we prayed about it. And then I called, I said, you know what, I I think that I will. I think that, you know, I'll come out, at least meet the youth and just see if that's what God has in store for me. So through that prayer and the idea of just coming home, um, that, you know, God's home is my home, but then also this is my home church. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, what, has,
0: just... what has been like that affirmation that you 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 know oh i'm in the right ministry like something that maybe guys show you that this this is it plans
1: oh man within the that first you know several months first year that i was here there were uh the the kids the, the relationships that developed the discipleship that developed um it, it was all i mean it was just lined up and it was you know, I'm not gonna say a sign from God to say it, but you know, it was just obvious that this is where we were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, talking to talking to the youth, talking to the adults, uh, getting more involved and more active. Uh, it, it all just lined up.
0: Just just she guys showing you Yeah. But uh we have uh Brother Jerry telling us that you normally don't see things right at the moment, but then you kind of go back, like you think like seven years and saying, you know, I never realized, but this is the path that I've taken and all the stuff that it's it's lining up, but we never thought about it. And-
1: Oh, if you look at, if you go all the way back, um, let's see, um, I mean, you can go back 18 years and, and look at the path that led me from one place to the next. Uh, through college to, to meeting my wife to, mm-hmm. uh, to getting married to her bringing that book home to uh, you know being in the various positions that I was in that God placed me in so that I could be here um, that it's obvious I mean that, that was the path I mean that, that God made that happen like we were talking about last night and Wednesday night service talking about that God is sovereign the way he lines things up from Joseph to, mm-hmm. to Moses. Uh, so from the Israelites entering Egypt to exiting Egypt all those things were worked in, in these uh, you know to us complex and convoluted ways that, that God brought about his will but then we see it in our own lives too and it's it's beautiful to see looking back right when you're in the middle of it it, doesn't always feel Guess
0: it keep us humble remember <laughs> that where we came from there's actually a curious uh, question that I know you had a lot to do with, um, with Brother Jerry when he came here. Right. you reaching out. How was that experience with you?
1: So we expected, uh, I mean, we were really kind of in it for the long haul. Uh, Brother Lynn had been the pastor here. Uh, Lynn Stratton had been pastor here for 20 years, um, which is very rare uh, at a Baptist church to have mm-hmm. the same pastor for that long. But um, he, he had been here for 20 years. Uh, and announced his retirement, um, and then we started putting together before his official retirement, putting together a pastor search committee, and we did that, uh, thinking that we were going to spend you know months and years, uh, possibly up to a year, looking for a, a new pastor. Um, mm-hmm. And really had agreed to come back as an interim pastor after a short you know time off, uh, and so we started looking through applicants. We went through uh, the the conventions of the Southern Baptist convention mm-hmm. full applications. And, um, as we did that, we started looking through <laughs> Jerry's was funny. Cause we spent hours trying to calculate how old Jerry was based on the <laughs> resume. Like, cause we had, you know, we had, God didn't, but we had an age and are like, Oh, we don't want someone too young. We don't want someone too old. Uh, cause we don't want someone who's about to retire on us and they have to go through the right. but we don't want someone so young. They have no idea what they're doing. Um, and so we're, we're calculating, no, he worked here for this long, worked here for this long, now, okay, then he must be this old. You know, we, we had him pegged at about 30 years old, <laughs> late 20s, 30 years old. So we knew that he was a younger guy, um, but we really liked his resume, something stood out. Uh, so we, we chose from the all, you know, we had a stack of resumes. Uh, we chose three pastors and asked them to send us, you know, a recording of their, uh, of them preaching, and we listened to Jerry's, and immediately, you know, hey, we we got to go hear this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just an awesome sermon, and you've heard him. You know that that Jerry's just a man of God, and he's a man on fire for, for being a pastor, not just a preacher, not just a right. like pulpit, but really being a pastor. Um, and so, we loaded up the search committee and went to Arlington and heard him preach and said, yeah, we, we need to get him down here. Um, just prior to that, actually, though, I would called him uh, to see, you know, he was interested to see if he would send us, our, send, send us his stuff. And then the next weekend he came down. He called me later that week and said, you know, uh, my wife and I are going to come down to Palestine. We just want to know where we should go, you know, and kind of, where is your church exactly? And so, <laughs> I said, you know, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll meet and we'll go to, to Little Mexico. So Cassie and, and Jacqueline and Jerry and I all went to Little Mexico, and then we just drove around just kind of talking and getting to know one another. Um, and, uh, you know, fast forward, he came, uh, met with the pastor search committee. We all talked to him after we listened to him preach, and, and everyone was just absolutely enamored and understood that, that God was leading us Towards this young man, even though he was younger than what we were right. looking for, um, but uh, he was you know had the energy that we needed to for God to do the work that He's doing now.
0: And you're like, yeah, well, I'm a youth pastor, so I'm I'm pro youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs>
1: and so, uh, yeah, he, he came down and uh, and I'll tell you what cemented it for me that Jerry was truly a pastor and not just a man looking for a job just not just a preacher in the pulpit was that uh during that time cassie and i had just found out uh we were pregnant with sadie Mm -hmm. um when we when jerry came down that's
0: your youngest so that's my youngest
1: um and uh somewhere in the middle there they had come down to preach one time and he was getting ready to come back uh, for another weekend and we had some some complications and wound up in the hospital Mm -hmm. uh, nothing major which had to do Monitors and bottles and stuff. So I just text Jerry to let him know, hey, you know, I know you're supposed to come there. We're going to stay with us. And all I was doing was letting him know that that we needed to find them somewhere else to stay because it was going to be too crazy. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen um, for them to stay at our house. And so I text him that and, and we missed a call back and forth. And I finally, you know, we get on the phone with one another again. And he is on his way from Fort Worth to to Palestine oh. to come to come be with us <laughs> at the hospital. You know, he was already in like Waxahachie, I think. He was, oh, wow. Just to come visit, to be there with us through that, you know, until awesome. so I mean that's that's just the guy he is. Yeah. And that, you know, that was I already had a feeling I already, you know, was feeling led that this was our pastor. And that just said, Okay, you know, this is the guy right here, the guy who's willing to, to drive two and a half hours for someone he's met twice. <laughs>
0: right and it's it's been a journey i mean uh, you see uh for any somebody you see our podcast or our or our old broadcasts of the church and mm-hmm. pictures and it's just amazing how god is,
1: is well, i think b- the fact that we do have podcasts and broadcast now you know that's not something that we've ever done <laughs> uh, we, you know we recorded some sermons on you know uh, cassette and even some dvd i mean some cd uh, recordings of sermons and stuff like that, but you know, and I, you know, obviously, we were, we kind of pushed into that with through COVID and stuff like that. But just this idea that, that we're out here, uh, that, that you're here and leading this this tech team uh, as our fishing rod.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, our logo <laughs> with the rod.
1: And so that that is just awesome. That's God working right there. That's that's pretty amazing.
0: Well, let's talk a little about the ministry. So. Um, let's say for people that don't know, maybe they've never been a church. What is the youth uh, pastor and your ministry function? What's the role in the church?
1: Uh, so I, as far as ministry, as far as just the, the technical, the, the logistics of it, is I minister, teach the kids from 6th grade to 12th grade. Uh, our focus is, is learning God's Word. And then, how does that apply to us practically? How can mm-hmm. these kids, you know, take this these these teachings from the Bible and apply them to their lives at school, at home? Um, but so we do that through learning on Sunday mornings, go through the Gospel Project. coming on Wednesday nights, we have Disciples Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, then summer, we go to huge camps, uh, and, and everything is driven with the idea of discipling and uh and that practical use not just I want to give the Sunday school answer, but really how does this apply how can how can I implement God's plan how can I submit to God's plan daily in my life
0: so if if uh, what's your age on the youth like uh, if somebody want to go well this is like I think we have a kid ministry and
1: so we do we have kids ministry which is uh, you know pretty much toddlers to uh, okay. Fifth grade. So we go by grade level. By grade level. By okay, grade, so grade level. so
0: somebody that's fifth grade to, what, high school or even so, beyond that?
1: Uh, we do beyond that. I mean, we've had students who came back, they like graduated and came back mm-hmm. and wanted to stay with the youth for a little while. There's not a hard, oh, you got to leave at this point, you know. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, Natalie... Uh, Richmond, Natalie it used to be barber. She started off as a youth, and she came back and wanted to kind of be a part of the youth still a little bit after she graduated. Um, and now has come back, and she's on the praise team, but also she helps with the youth. I mean, right. she's, a, she's a youth leader, um, and so there's this shift from being a youth to being an adult, and that's a weird shift, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Natalie, would, for everybody, that's a weird <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing to go from being among the youth to. To being a leader for the youth but it's it's an amazing thing to see the way god works in that to see the way god brings through natalie the same experience you know helps her to to guide these kids by her experience when she was in the same and, and
0: that's awesome because you put a seed there and now we can see like it has grown more and i'm in in the service and it go to a different level now when when you started you thought you remember well we what we taught her or we teach her something and
1: and it's the same way with i I, I mean just focus on that but yeah robert's the same way robert started off as one of my robert markham uh, as one of the youth in my group in our group, group
0: i think that's awesome that now the people you taught now they're getting involved so Let's let's start with that. How how can people get involved in your ministry, or or what are the requirements? Or they well,
1: first come talk to me. <laughs> come talk to me. I will gladly put you to work. No, <laughs> um, so right now we need volunteers to come help and just pour into the kids. You know, the the practical side of it is supervision right now being here. Our youth group has grown so much in the last year. We went from. Mm-hmm. Um, a decent sized group being so probably the biggest group i'd have from 2015 to to 2021 was uh 20 kids okay and, it, uh, and that was yeah, a big knot was 20 kids to all of a sudden like this time last year we went from 10 15 regular to 50. oh wow uh and so adjusting to that and so one of the big things i need is just people who who have a heart for pouring into kids that, that want to come up here and spend some time play? You know, not necessarily. It would be great if you want to teach the Bible, if you want to do some Bible teaching, but right, come play some pool, some ping pong,
0: get involved, like just, yeah, just like just mixing
1: time with kids on Wednesdays. Uh, you know, they they get off the bus typically about four thirty here. Mm-hmm. First, you know, we, we run a bus to the school, and so the first bus, which is usually those junior high age kids, uh, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders. They, they get here, and uh, that, you know, for them is a lot of freedom to be here, be able to hang out with their friends. Right. Um, and so we, we have to monitor that freedom just a little bit.
0: And I, I, I think that's really a good uh, thing because, I mean, when I was in the youth, the first thing I did, and at that time we didn't have, like, a tech team, for say, but we are like, well, I think that if we want to put youth in our team, first thing was i played basketball with them so people that may be thinking like well i don't know i don't know i don't know nothing about how I instruct a kid but i think that really had a lot to do with having people to be more interesting like on the tech team just by creating that right yeah. closing that gap that sometimes
1: by, by you being here even though one of them uh, literally broke your ankle
0: Oh yeah, well, that's a story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> trying to play basketball and uh, it, and I broke my knee. Oh your knee, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's yeah, like no. it's like uh I'm, I'm, I'm the person that feels I'm young, but my buddy says no. Nope.
1: So just being here <laughs> and being a part of the basketball game, you don't have to to get out there and hurt yourself playing with. Them. But, you know to, to be here and to be among the kids and, and having a good time and fellowshiping with them. Um, Letting them get to know you, just like this this whole podcast, so that we can get to know the leadership of the church. Uh, For those kids to get to know an adult and say, "Okay, I I trust this person." Right. When they have spiritual questions, when they have, uh, they they know they have someone to come to, and then they feel safe coming here to the church. Hey, you know, I want to go there. There, there's somebody. There are people there that care about me. Um, and I think we take it for granted as church members. You know, you and I are are both fathers who we Mm -hmm. love children. Uh, but that not every child feels that at home you know and so being able to come up here and have somebody that'll play basketball with you that will shoot pool right. sit around and talk with you uh, is a big deal to kids and so even if it's not playing basketball and getting out there and, and running but you know watching referee in the basketball game mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sitting over at the, the annex and, and playing pool or ping pong or, or just sitting down and talking um, it's a big deal to these kids more than more than we realize
0: and i think uh if you're gonna do an integration with parenting i think uh i think that transition from i have my kids that i control and now they're thinking on their own Mm -hmm. uh is there anything that maybe even parents can come and 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 maybe have a conversation with you how does that work
1: absolutely i you know i've sat down and talked to parents about about kids before and, and how they're growing um and I'll tell you, a lot of times God will use youth to, to take God, take the gospel back home, and, and, and grow a family. That's awesome. That, you know, uh, we've seen it time and time again where, you know, a youth got involved here. And then since they were involved, their parents wanted to come see whatever it was they were involved in. So they came to watch, you know, program or whatever. And then they got more involved. Uh, and so, and then God starts to use them and starts to soften, uh, starts soften that. And that, that seed begins to grow there. Wow. But I'm always willing to talk to parents or, or whoever um, about how kids are doing, you know, talk through. There are real issues that kids face, you know. We kind of keep it lighthearted a lot of times, but mm-hmm. depression and even self-harm from time to time, I, you know, talk with parents through things like that.
0: Right. And I think that, that as a family, you need that support when sometimes... Uh, sometimes even myself i say well this one i thought it was going to work this way but <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think uh, i need help with with understanding a little bit more of right. um what what's like the um, let's say on the ministry what's like you plans in the near future even people that might went like well um i want to get more involved in on the, on the youth or maybe they're already involved and they want to know what's the maybe the your vision of the future that you see on, on the youth ministry?
1: Alright, okay. uh, so I think definitely this idea of our Disciples fire, that, that idea came from trying to find a name for Wednesday night youth services. Mm-hmm. But really when you think about the Disciples fire, the idea is that a fire is a place, several times in the Bible we, we hear about Jesus, they cook, they made breakfast, things like that. They're sitting around a fire and Jesus is teaching Is disciples, that's where that discipleship occurs, where that fellowship occurs. Um, And so that idea of Wednesday night of having that Disciples fire, I think that's a big part of the vision is that Mm -hmm. that's for everybody. That's not just youth, Uh, you know, that's something that Jerry and Jacqueline and Amanda and you and I, we've worked to to make Disciples fire uh, and through God, uh, God through us anyway, has done this. And it's not just for kids. Mm-hmm. It's a way for kids and parents and other church members to come and worship together and, and disciple together and grow together. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of the vision. And now we take that. We, we've got the, the worship part where we're, we're here. You know, we, We've got an amazing core group of people to take that, and now let's go out. So I think right. for my vision, the next part is let's go out and start to leave the church with the disciples' father. Let's do some missions uh, locally, uh, semi-locally. Uh, so I think we've got, so I'd love to do some stuff just here in Palestine, Anderson County. Athens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe go in-state mission trips and then long-term to, to go on out.
0: So kind of that disciple's uh, vision kind of like extended outside of just Friendship Baptist. To, Absolutely. And, and be able to. To uh, Because one of the things that uh, I, I believe is, like, we are got to make disciples, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love, something I love about that, um, the disciple fire, what it reminds me is, like, well, you're in a fireplace, and you're just telling stories around, but at the same time, you're getting closer right. and closer to God. And If you're, like, thinking about, like, a round table, or mm-hmm. even here in the podcast, we're trying to, we're getting closer and right. that kind of warm environment.
1: So I think you said it earlier, because you, you know, on the, the podcast, you were, you were talking with Jack I was watching that earlier, where you were talking about that when you were younger, you felt like, okay, here are the leaders of the church. Right. And I'm just down here. Yeah. And then I think that this idea of, of Disciples Fire, of, of whatever, you know, even uh, the podcast, is that we're all here together. We're all here on the same level together that... The preacher isn't any more important, any any less approachable than anyone else. Uh, the youth pastor, the the pastor, the children's minister, whatever it is, that we're all here together and um, and serving the same God, you know, uh, and we all have the same commission to go out and create disciples. That's,
0: I agree with that. Like, we have a, I have a tech member, tech team member that just. Um, he left us but he went to another church and now he's helping with that and yeah. i'm like that's amazing yes, like
1: absolutely yeah to, to get for us to see people go out and help create more disciples right because he's a youth too so i mean
0: it's uh, it's one one let's say one whole mission we're not just right church wise definitely
1: definitely want to discourage this idea of competition between right. local churches of who has more members or or who's going there that's not I mean going to church is being part of God's body whether it's right at Bodark Friendship Judson Tennessee Colony that's
0: I agree with that we're not we're no more important than you know we're equal if we make that body assumption (laughs) absolutely so now to wrap up, um, well, thank you for coming. And, and, and what, what's one thing you want to say out there? Maybe you want to express something to the youth or even a family member that maybe right now when they're hearing that, they're like, well, maybe I should come and talk to him or something that maybe um, something that might got put in your heart to, to express out there. Uh, so I
1: think first and foremost, I love you. Whoever's watching this, I love you. Uh, you know, there's not a member of this church leadership team going that doesn't love you. You know, we we all love you. We're here if if there's something on your heart that you need to talk about. We're here and uh, call us anytime. You know, come see us anytime. And uh, so I, I think that's it. It's just that, that I'm here for you. That that more than that, God's here for you. Uh, and so uh, you know, I love you, and, and He loves you uh, more than I do. So.
0: That's, that's awesome. Okay, well, uh, maybe if you lead us on uh, a to and uh, finish up.
1: Uh, Heavenly Father, God, I'm so grateful uh, for all the blessings you've given us, God, to, to be here, to have yes. this technology to reach more people, to spread your word through podcasts, through mm-hmm. uh, broadcasting sermons, God. Um, Father, it's just amazing to see your tools in action, God, these things being used to grow your kingdom Uh Father, I pray that whatever parts you give me in that, Lord, that I, I serve you well. Uh, and I thank you so much for Sebastian and the way he's serving in that, Lord. He's doing an amazing job of of really promoting you, Lord. Uh, you are working so so much through Sebastian, Lord, that uh, it's amazing to see. Uh, Father, I pray for our various ministries here uh, at Friendship, but also all the other churches in the area, Lord, that as they grow, as they they struggle, Lord, to, to, to reach new people, Lord. Uh, I just pray that you bless that, that you bless each and every church here, Lord, that, that we can go out and grow your kingdom for you, Lord, that you will use us to grow your kingdom. Uh, Lord, because it's nothing that we do. It, it's all you. So God, just give us a boldness in that. And we thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy, Lord. Uh, we, we use it far too often, God. And I thank you that it's there and that it's infinite.
0: It's in Christ Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right down. Um, okay, so for um, for everybody that hears, um, if you want to contact uh, Mr. I always forget. <laughs> Lance. Lance. Yeah. Uh, what's your email?
1: So my email right. uh, is youth.friendshipbaptist at gmail.com. Uh, and my cell phone number is 903-221-4423.
0: I'm always available. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Table Podcast. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to like and share.